came here to say Who wanted from the jump? We can't leak it exactly what you want Came here to say that you don't really want it with us yeah. We love you know We came here to say that you don't really want it with us yeah. Yeah. The Sports Show Yeah Yer, can you hear me, Pete? Peter. <laughs> Yer. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the soul of R and B. And to my right, we have the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado. I don't know if he can hear me, but <laughs> we're gonna keep it keep it going. Pete, are you there? Pete. Yo, is he? Is nope. He, can you hear yo, me? You, I did the whole intro and everything. I could not hear you. <laughs> oh, everything oh, was all messed up. Everything was all messed up. Everything was so, all messed so up. Let me let me give you a year. Yeah. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> uh, I'm. This soul of R&B, big baby. We have the voice of Generation Pete Rosado, and we have one request from one of my shop mates. One request. Please put your finger in the air to acknowledge the tribal chief. And acknowledge, not just the tribal chief, but acknowledge our special guest from last week, the people's champ, Mr. Randy from Backstage Brawl. I will listen. I will. I will acknowledge that Randy was right. Mm-hmm. I will acknowledge that Randy had one good week. One. But me, I had twenty good weeks. Remember, Randy, you were talking to this year's pick five champion. El champion, their champion. I'm more of a champion than Chris Jericho. <laughs> I am El champion, Del champions. Yes. I also, um, I also probably should have realized that this would happen. Philly lost three. Dre, you realize it? Philly lost three, three championships. Three the Eagles three lost in the Super Bowl. The Phillies lost in the World Series, and and uh, and the 76ers. Lost in the second round of the playoffs to to Miami. Mm-mm-mm. Three Mm-mm-mm. opportunities at a title, and Philly went zero and three. And the Philadelphia Flyers weren't even in the NHL playoffs last year. So, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Randy says he did have a great week. That's one. And then next year, you already have a new challenger. He said he will bring it on. Phone you next season for bring a it five. on. I am. I am there for it. I am all there for it. Uh, pick five, you know, was was a slog this year, right? The Queen had won two years in a row. And we are going to acknowledge that her and Matt were tied in that second year, okay? Mm-hmm. But Tavia was standing on that podium in the number one spot two years in a row, tie or not. And I knew I had a big mountain to climb this year, and I came out firing. This Fire year. ring. I came up. 
I had crazy to build part is that, The crazy part is that Peter almost lost it. Yeah, but I told you, Dre, I called it from the beginning of the year. I had mm-hmm. to build that big lead because I knew when it came down to crunch time, Tavia was going to start catching up, you yeah. know. Um, you know, and, and, and when, when the playoffs come, when the crunch time comes, mm-hmm. it's it's one game. That's what it is. And uh, I won by two games. I think at, at most what I had, I think at one point I had a 10-game lead in first place. We had a 10-game lead, and we were um, we were definitely – just over it, and then the year started to get better and better and better to the point where we were in literal striking distance, like we were tugging at Peter's shirt. Also, yes, shout out to Quest. The soccer team lost in the championship this year as well. So, this is very true. So very um, true. Philly shout out to has those people been... watching soccer right now, and shout out mm-hmm. to those people watching soccer when it's not the World Cup. Go ahead. Oh yes. Yes, shout out to them. Shout out to them. Ladies and gentlemen, real quick, you know, real real quick merch lookout right here. Ooh, the fire. The Your Sports Show hat, official snapback. If people can see it, I'm trying to get the color out. Well, I got the color right, but it's um, red, black, and green. You know. Hashtag black. Yep. It's bigger than sports all the time, especially on Black History Month. But every every month is Black History Month. Okay, now you can see it. Yeah. There we go. So if you go to yoursportsshowstore.com, get this hat and some of the other merch that we have that's still up there. New merch is coming soon. I'm getting creative. My creative juices flowing again. We got a SmackDown t-shirt. We got a whole bunch of stuff. May put out that Royals World um, War and that Nitro version of the shirt is too. So... Listen, I'm with it. I I, I am with it. Um, all we got to do now is we got to get somebody to make that year sports show logo glow in the dark because everybody know there is nothing more than we like in the summertime to being outside till it's dark as dark uh-huh. in that 75 degree weather. Oh, uh, we get it for for the um all white parties too. So Ooh, we, we, listen, yeah, we, we got we got some stuff. Don't do it to them. We got we got some stuff coming up. Um. It was, um, yeah, we got some stuff coming this year. Pushing a lot harder on the merch this year. We're gonna, we're gonna do some things, do some things. We're gonna have our product out there, like Blue Magic for sure. So, across 110th Street. Before we finish, um, again, do this early. We do this early. I know we do this at the end of the show, but of course, shout outs to the Job Tears Network, of course. Um, all the shows on the network. Shout out to the Drop Chase Podcast. By the time this is dropped, which will probably be Saturday. Um, shout out to the company. Shout out to the company. Shout out to the company. Hold on. Um, we do have uh, a, uh, <laughs> we do have a guest that uh, this cursed me out. We're gonna uh, we're gonna send it. We're gonna send it right now. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. Yeah. Yeah, can't be um, getting cursed out. I I can. That's 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 my life right now. Yeah, um, we have a, a really really special guest coming on today. Um, so now all the shit you were talking about being the pick five champion, which you officially are, you can now speak it to the official runner up, and she will be able to you know tell her story of the year again, which was you know essentially. 
she wasn't. She really didn't want to play, but she she made shit happen this year. Ladies she and gentlemen, did. the she queen, did. the queen, Queen Tay. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's going on? What's going on? Braids and everything. Are are you pulling the Peter and and driving and and, and recording? I'm parked. Oh, okay. <laughs> Peter be, on the road. Peter be on the road like this. Recording. She does it better than I can ever do it. So she ain't pulling to me. I'm trying to pull to her. What's up, y'all? Nothing much. Queen, how have you been? I've been good. I think I have I can park right here. Can I? I don't, no, I can't. Mm. <laughs> I'm good. Tired. Just getting home from work. <clears throat> yeah, I'm sure it's been a, a bit of a weekend. I know, I know it's not quite finished yet, but Mm-mm. Queen out here doing the Lord work. As you jumped in, we were um, we were talking about this year's pick five, and I could have won if y'all would have had shows. I would have won because I have a feeling that Peter would have picked the motherfucking Eagles. <laughs> I was gonna pick the Chiefs. I had a feeling that I was gonna pick the Eagles over the um, whoever. No, I was gonna pick the Chiefs. All the way through. I don't even remember what the last games we picked. Um, last game we picked was prior to the um, was before the the semis. No, before, no, we yeah. picked the conference finals. We picked the conference. Oh, we finals. did. We did pick the conference. Yep. Yes. And it was still. Uh, we both went zero and two because we both took San Francisco and uh, Buffalo. I don't recall this. Yep. You you yeah. actually put your picks in the chat, and I, I was like, you know what, we picked the same games, um, and then. We didn't pick for the Super Bowl, but you are right, Queen. I did pick the Philadelphia Eagles, and if had you picked the Chiefs, uh, it would have been a mere one game win. One no, game but win. Buffalo did. Who did Buffalo lose to? The Chiefs. Really? I thought the Bengals. Oh no! Sorry, sorry the Bengals. Sorry, we both picked San Francisco we and didn't, the Bengals. Yeah, we didn't pick the um. We didn't pick. The Super Bowl no. was the only one we didn't want to pick. Yeah. No, we didn't pick the week before either because I would have picked Chiefs over Bengals and I would have picked um, Eagles over 49ers. No, I think we have, we got, we both picked 49ers and the, and the, because um... I wouldn't have bet against the Chiefs with the, with the Bengals. I bet yeah. against them with somebody else. But you think this is enough space to park? Hold on. I'm asking Peter. Right. Well, you can't see. I just, I don't know. I, I'm not letting anybody know where I live at any fucking way. Right, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Tay, did you enjoy the Super Bowl? No. Actually, I did. This? I'm fine. I, I enjoyed the Super Bowl. I thought it was a great game. I had a feeling that the Chiefs was going to win. For some reason, I, I saw how they walked in that stadium and how their whole poise and their confidence level, and also seeing how they were down at halftime to me was the biggest indicator because we knew this to be true, that even in the Super Bowl that they faced three years ago against the uh, 49ers, they were down at halftime again, and they pulled off some shit. I knew that they were going to do some voodoo on Patrick Mahomes' ankle and he was going to lead them to a baby Brady type Super Bowl performance. That I didn't know. Um, the Eagles play. The Eagles, to be honest with you, have nothing to be ashamed about. 
They went in that team. They went in there and they did great. I, but you know, unlike a lot of people, I don't see this as an upset. No, it wasn't an upset. I don't see this as an upset. To be honest with you, people really fed off the hype that I told them about all season long. I told them that the Eagles had a cupcake fucking schedule throughout the whole goddamn season. And they were going to get exposed. And let me tell you what got exposed. That their defense was sloppy. Their defense yeah. was sloppy. They made a lot of careless calls. They made a lot of careless fouls. And they got away with some careless fouls, too. A lot of, yeah. There was a lot of wild calls in that game, I think. On both sides, and both teams got kind of got kind of out of hand, um, especially yeah. that last that last play. Of course, the ref called, but um, I hear people saying, "Oh, it's a Super Bowl, shouldn't be called." Shannon Sharp said this: "If there's a call to be made, it's supposed to be made." Yeah, if there's a call to be made, let it be made. And to right. be honest, with you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be y'all would everybody pick the fucking Eagles to win. It should not have gone down to that type of possession. You guys should have been winning if that was the case. This is my thing. I think Jalen Hurts, I've been – I haven't really said much about Hurts, but I've said a lot. Yeah, going back to their couches to watch it from – they're going back to watch it just like us from our couches. <laughs> Fred Stanford once says the Eagles going back next year. No, <laughs> that's not happening. Mm. Mm. No. No, sir. No, you- you know, but you 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 make you made. It's interesting what you said because you're not wrong at all, Tay. About like the way that they, the way the lead should have been at the end. What I noticed wasn't so much the Eagles' defense, but I feel like the Eagles' offense became so one dimensional. Like they really just like Jalen Hurts wanted to put everything on his shoulders. And don't get me wrong, three rushing touchdowns, but Jalen Hurts is a great thing. But like. They did not diversify their weapons. They did not throw the ball enough. They did not get the ball to their running backs enough. They did not do enough to keep Casey's defense on its heels. They knew you had the weapon in Hurts, and they let Hurts beat them, right? They said, go ahead. Go ahead. Get your rushing touchdowns. Do this. Do that. Philly did not do enough of what they'd done all year, which is diversify that offense, spread the ball around, run the ball, they, they, they controlled time of possession, but yet they had nothing to show for all of those possessions, and then they end up losing at the end. Yeah, but it's easier. It's easier to say that they could diversify their fucking offense when they're playing against the damn Giants and they're playing against other teams that are just above 500. You get what I'm saying? Like, this was one of their only true tests this season. And unfortunately, like with San Francisco, now you mean to tell me if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt the way he did, or if they had a more seasoned quarterback, they would not have escaped San Francisco. That's one. Number two. Oh, shit. Hold on. You know, when you, when you look at their leading rusher was Jalen Hurts with 15 carries for 70 yards. Kenneth Gainwell, who has been great for them all year, got seven carries, 21 yards. Miles Sanders seven carries for 16 yards. And yeah, they threw the ball to Devonta Smith. Mm-hmm. Seven catches for 45 yards. But if you're really looking to the numbers, his longest catch 
was 45 yards. So he got seven for 100, but one of them was 45 yards, which means his other six receptions, he only had 55 yards receiving. A.J. Brown, the same thing. Six receptions, 96 yards, but his longest reception was 45 yards. So you take that away, it's only five other receptions for 51 yards, right? That was the major issue that I saw. You have weapons in Smith and Brown, and Goddard was a good change of pace, but they didn't do enough. They put everything on. Well, I don't want to say they did because I don't know who – you know, you could say it's the coach and Sirianni putting the game plan together. You could say it's Jalen Hurts calling an audible. But at the end of the day, they put so much on Jalen Hurts running the ball and being a mobile weapon that I feel like they did not do enough with their run game and their pass game to really to really do anything um, to scare the Kansas City defense into making mistakes. Kansas City played their game. They Juju Smith-Schuster, who's been there, who's done that, seven receptions for 53 yards. They were dinking and dunking the ball. The longest completion, the longest completion that Patrick Mahomes made in that game was 22 yards to Travis Kelsey. That was the longest single completion. And, you know, Kansas City did what Philly should have done. They should have made the small plays, Kept moving the chains, getting the points. Kept moving the chains, getting the points. And Philly didn't do that enough that they gave Kansas City the opportunity to catch up. Because coming back from that second half, Kansas City should not have had the opportunity to pass to catch up the way that they did. But you know what? It was pretty much back and forth in the first quarter. The yes. second quarter was dominated by the Eagles for the most part. They got away with a lot of shit in that second quarter, too. And I felt like they were too cocky coming into the third quarter because they thought that Mahomes was hurt. And they thought that they were going to be able to play a simple game, keep them at bay, and kind of fight them. And kind of, like, keep them at bay for the rest of the game, not realizing that they were going to play hero ball. Yeah, and 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 Kansas City did exactly what they did in last year's Super Bowl, in the in the in the last Super Bowl that they were in, right? Kansas City scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. Remember that San Francisco Super Bowl, they were down in the fourth quarter and came back to win that Super Bowl by outscoring Kansas City in the fourth quarter. And at the end of the day, going into the fourth quarter, Philly had a six-point lead, and that you know that that was it. It was too. It was too small. Kansas City did what they did in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and honestly, um, them playing from behind invigorates them into being creative. Andy Reid seemed like they that they had a plan, and uh, Philly to be honest, like I said, Philly was playing not to lose instead of playing to win. And that, to be honest with you, like I said earlier, that gets you over the teams that are at 500, the teams that don't make the playoffs. That kind of leaves you almost 50-50 when it comes to teams who are experienced at this, who've been here, like, what, out of three Super Bowls, they've been to two of them? Yeah, they've won two of the last three, yeah. 
Yeah, two of their last three. I mean, they were just a hair short of last year's Super Bowl, too. You get what I'm saying? So this is not your run-of-the-mill team who are who's just getting it together. So people should have put respect on their name. I had no doubt that the Chiefs were going to win. At all. I feel not like... Doubt. I feel like the... What you said for most of the year, the whole year was right. Was right. Um, somebody broke a chart down about the Eagles, and it was true. A lot of those games, if you look at them, the games they were supposed to won, they won. But some of those games that they were supposed to win were hard fought battles. Like, why are you going down to the wire with the Detroit Lions? Why are you right? And this is prior to the Lions being reinvigorated and and, and going on that run. I bet you the Lions would have made this playoffs a lot more compelling if they would have ended up getting in, though, for sure. Uh, sorry, I misspoke. Chiefs were in three of the last four Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. They they won uh, the first of those four, and then they won this one. Um, they went to two Super Bowls in two years. The second one they lost. That was the one they lost to Tom Wait, Brady. And I thought it was – I thought No, this no. is the third one. This is the this third Yeah, they did the three. They've been to three, but they've only won two. Yeah, yeah. you said four. You said four. Right. No, they've been to three in the last four years. It's not two in the last three. Um, they've been to three Super Bowls in the last four yes. years. Yes. They won yes. two in the last three. Yeah. No. Last yes, year was because they won no, their last first year one. Was, they, last they won year was their LA. first one in 2020. No, that was Tampa Bay's year. 2019 was the Chiefs. No. No. Was the no. Bucks. Peter, I'm looking Peter. at it. the I'm game. At the it. game was played. The game was played in 2020. That was three years ago. That was right. Oh, before well, the I'm looking at it the seasons. I'm sorry. When you talk no, about the seasons, I'm season, looking at yeah. the years. Yeah. Sorry, my apologies. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is their second Super Bowl win in three years. They've been to the last three Super. They they've been to the last four Super Bowls. You're right. Mm-hmm. One, two. Lost one to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay won that Super Bowl in 2021. Yeah, that was the COVID Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, that was the COVID Super Bowl. And then the, the Rams Crazy won last man. year. COVID Super right. Bowl. Yeah, this is technically considered the 2022 Super Bowl. Technically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they this... played in 2023. So yeah. Um, but Tay said right earlier. They were fraud, they were very fraudulent. And it was just a matter of time. And we said the same thing last time Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl and he was down. Do not let this man get down and have a chance to come back. This man had too much time to come back. Like, too much time. Like, I'm two minutes is still too much time to come back for Patrick Mahomes from a 10-point lead, especially if the defense knows that Patrick Mahomes is going to get them home. The, but, the yeah. Team, mm-hmm. They, I mean, it was a shootout the first quarter. Yeah, they always they had it. Was like there was it wasn't the Philly didn't beat them beat their morale out. That's right. what they were supposed to do. They were supposed to dominate the first half, take them completely out the game. The Chiefs are always a player two behind. Mm-hmm. That catches up with you after a while. And like you said, who said that? Somebody in this just said that the 
the lot that they shouldn't have been Me. going toe to toe with the Lions. I you said that, damn yeah. right. The only team they really beat the dog shit out of was the Giants. And then the next time, the, the out of the three times, yeah, one of they them was the out, one of them was our own fault. The second yeah. one, we were it, they almost lost to the backup to the third, fourth string people, and and then the the damn playoff game where the the damn Daniel so it was a Daniel Jones powers ran out. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was about that time, but yeah. still. <laughs> but you know the thing is that the Eagles that we saw during that game. Mm-hmm. Was not the Eagles we saw all season. No. No. And no, then no. people people really fell for the hype. This is the same type of, of flair that I give the LA Rams last year. Now, if if Burrow was experienced like this year, there was no way they were winning that Super Bowl last year. Absolutely not. No way. No way at all. You're you're playing against the greatest quarterback of this generation. And and Patrick Mahomes, you get what I'm saying? He is his time is now, and you mean to tell me that you guys didn't have a better game plan going into that game? Y'all getting all emotional at this national anthem, Star Spangled Banner shit? <laughs> y'all came out here and y'all look like that? What, really? Y'all Eagles fans deserve all the smoke because that that was embarrassing. For sure. Yeah, and and, and for uh. Mr. Fred Sanford, who who said that, hey, they're going to go back next year. Listen, they just lost their defensive coordinator. They just lost their defensive coordinator. He went to go be a head coach, I believe, of the Indianapolis Colts. They lost their D.C. to the Colts. I'm so sad that Jeff Saturday didn't get that full-time gig because he was doing good with that team. No, he wasn't. I thought he was. No, he wasn't. You remember this, the same Jeff Saturday that – let the Vikings come back from down 33 points? <laughs> like, Well, the Vikings made the damn Super Bowl. No, the Vikings made the playoffs, but the we playoffs, saw they were, I mean. they, they were fraudulent too. Yeah. That's, but, that's what Jefferson wasn't fraudulent, but the Vikings were. Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins, like, like Matt would have said. So – yeah, but how can we say? How can people sit there with a straight face and call the Vikings fraudulent, but not call the Eagles fraudulent? Like, I really want to. I really want to know this because the Vikings did what the Vikings were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They played don't their game. Don't let those soft. Don't let them soft records. Don't let them records <laughs> fool you. When you look at, like, look when the Brady team went fifteen and zero during the season and lost to the Giants. Like, sometimes these teams be having cupcake schedules. Yeah, that that's most certainly true. And we saw and I kept it. saying I, that, and nobody was paying attention. I kept saying that. You know what they I remind me of? Remember we kept talking about the Steelers? Yeah. <laughs> they, steal it. they steal it us. And the Cardinals the year before that? And the Cardinals, yep. The Cardinals was like, oh, yeah, the Cardinals going to go. I don't know, fam. The the Cowboys did the Cowboy thing. This NFL season, the the, the script was pretty well. (laughs) The script ended up pretty pretty well. Oh, this motherfucker done fucked up now, baby. I outweighted you. (laughs) You about to pull right out. Hold on. 
Take get us um, oh, copyright no. strike. Take get us copyright strike. <laughs> Play the prince. We gonna get all messed up. But ha 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 ha. Hannah's on the right side, bitch. <laughs> you not get that back. Ha 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 ha. Sorry, it's really hard to find parking by where I live. That's funny. I know the feeling. Everybody oh. been like, I'm so bougie. I didn't qualify for my goddamn parking passes at my my apartment fucking complex. Yikes. Hold on. So I got to steal it when I can. You got to do what you got to do. You got to be tight. Do. I don't give a fuck. The moment he pulls out. <laughs> you turn right in there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. His pullout game was weak. Oh no, not the pullout game. Oh, I pull right in. Fit just like a glove. <laughs> man, oh man. So um a lot of people unfortunately were saying um out of the blue, oh yeah, the Chiefs were the underdogs this year. Not realizing A lot of the, people. But the Chiefs had the third best odds to win the Super Bowl <laughs> at the beginning of the season. There was nothing underdog about this team, and then all of a sudden, you see people are like, "Oh, nah, they wasn't underdog." Yeah, we know they weren't underdog no, from I'm, the beginning. I'm, I'm in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm in. All right, all right. Yeah, no, the Eagles. The Eagles. I don't think were underdogs. I don't think the Chiefs were underdogs either. But the thing with the Chiefs were the Chiefs were silent assassins all year long, and I think that's what really helped mm-hmm. them. They were not in the papers. They were not the focus of the attention. They were not out here being like the like they were in years past where it's just like they're talking this big game. And a lot of it, you know, a lot of people also wrote them off because they lost Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. A lot of people said, oh, he's not going to be as dynamic. He's lost his he lost his weapon. Listen, Travis Kelsey might just be one of the, when it's all said and done, one of the greatest tight ends to ever play this game. He's top okay. three and he ain't number three. And, 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 and I'm saying that having fully grown up watching Tony Gonzalez's whole career and watching Antonio Gates whole career watching guys like Jeremy Shockey go out there and just redefine guys like Rob Gronkowski go out there and redefine the tight end position and and Shannon Sharp but you know Travis Kelsey is probably the most unguardable player in football at the tight end position yeah too fast too big too strong yeah and too fine (laughs) <laughs> he only likes city girls though and who said I'm not the fuck <laughs> what <laughs> what wait I'll be out in these streets oh no, no I think don't. he's a little too young for you Tay based on what you told us yes actually yeah that's true that's true You, you <laughs> did, what did you say recently geriatric um what Yep. He's in, actually he's thirty three. He's not that much younger than me. Yeah, but it's too young for you because that's not what you said you wanted. Right. I just be joking. I don't want a geriatric guardian. I I want a traffic. <laughs> no, no, no. Ger- the uh, geriatric generates are, are coming to you. Don't even worry about it. 
Nah, be line, up, line up with the canes and everything and the Bengay I, and all that. Hard pass. <laughs> I'll be all right. <laughs> I'll keep just loving all my friends. I don't. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> you don't want no more? No, thank you. Mm-mm. I, mm-mm, I can't do it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, get somebody else to do it. I can't do it. That's the the most funniest thing on TikTok. Uh uh-uh, uh, get somebody else to do it. <laughs> get somebody else to do it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh. What's the, what's the area code for Saskatchewan? What? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm... I have no idea. I don't be paying attention to them damn. Uh, what do they call them? Area codes. Yeah, I just you know what I need. I need to be left the fuck alone. That's what I need. Huh? How you doing? Hey, baby. How you doing? No. Hey, babe. Just leaving work now. Uh oh. We leaving work. But so, moving on from from football, we we so. Oddly enough, I went to a damn Nets game over the weekend, and the Nets. I was I was actually Nets. getting to that. I was actually getting to that. <laughs> I was actually getting to that. I was just getting to that. I was about to say. So can we, so, can we talk about, about the Nets game experience? Can we talk about another team that I was completely right about three years ago? I mean, make it make sense. You, I've been so right about these things that I could have been writing the scripts for these teams myself. You probably were. Uh, yeah, I probably was- did. That's what I'm starting that, to think. Can I just say James Harden is not impressive in person? Um, James Harden is trash. He's whack. This Nets team is more well-rounded than they were with the superstars. Listen, the Nets. The I'm tired Nets of arguing with Matt about. I was tired of arguing with Matt about getting Kyrie and KD and then blowing up the whole team for no damn reason when the oh, Nets were yeah. damn playoff playoff contention. Every year, and and and, and well, let me, let that Kenny Atkinson was there. Here's what pissed me off, right? Okay, we got rid of Kyrie. All right, fine. Uh-huh. We lost Durant. Durant's gone. Fine. I, you know. Mm-hmm. But here's what I don't understand, and here's where the Nets upset me. Like I tried to say, okay, we can make the best out of this bad situation of losing KD and Kyrie, and I thought we. I was. I saw something. I saw something happening. And then all of a sudden, in almost Nick-like fashion, the Nets say, oh, see this thing that's looking really, really good over here? Let's stop doing it. Tell me if I'm bugging, Trey and Tay. When we traded Kyrie Irving, obviously Durant was hurt, so he wasn't even playing. Mm-hmm. Did I not see the young brother, Cam Thomas, go off? In three straight games. 40 balls. Okay. My man's went off. Okay. <laughs> and then we trade Durant. And we get all these other players. We get Cam Johnson and Mikel Bridges and all these guys. And all of a sudden, Cam Thomas can't sniff more than 20 minutes off the bench. My man was dropping 40 nuggets playing 30-plus minutes, out here almost getting triple-doubles. 
But now, oh, let's put you back on the bench to get 20-something minutes a game. What? I it, it, it Make it make sense, as, as Matt would say. Make it make sense because the man was, was doing well. And now you get Mikael Bridges and now you get Cam Johnson. You could put this young core together and let them ball out. But now we out here doing the exact opposite of that. It makes no sense to me. And it's what's frustrating me because now we're losing again. And yeah, Mikel Bridges just went off for 45 and that's great. But Cam Thomas ain't getting no play. And I'm just like, the boy showed you what he's capable of and you're putting him back on the bench and not playing him. I feel like that's more of a, they're trying to integrate the, the, the newer players. And I'm not, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with, Thomas being on the bench because I don't, but it's a certain style that the Nets are playing now that the the rest of these players have to be integrated into. Uh, Cam Thomas is 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 gonna have time. He is gonna get his time. I also feel like most of the damn um, time he was running, like like I don't know. It has to be something more behind the scenes with that, with him just not getting playing times. But me personally, I think they're trying to integrate the team, the um, the team outside of special Dinwiddie yeah. because there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my man went off. What was it? He went twenty nine minutes against Washington in a game that we won, and scored forty four. Then played thirty nine minutes against the Clippers. In a game that we only lost by eight points, and he went off for 47. Mm-hmm. And then we went, we played Phoenix. He played 39 minutes, had 43 points mm-hmm. in a game that we only lost by four points. All right. Then we went, we go to Chicago. He plays 33 minutes. He has an off game where he shoots three for 16, still mm-hmm. gets 20 points, but we beat Chicago by. By 11 points. Then the next three games, 18 minutes against Philly, 20 minutes against the Knicks, 21 minutes against Miami. I feel like he should be getting more time. That's just my opinion. I think he should be starting right now uh, over Dinwiddie, especially the way that Dinwiddie has performed since coming over in the trade. I think Dinwiddie should should be coming off the bench and not necessarily starting. Um, and to me, I would probably have Cam Thomas starting at point guard, even though he's not a natural point guard, over over Dinwiddie. You know, because then you have Cam Thomas and Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson all on the floor at the same time. And you could have Dinwiddie coming in with the second unit. I don't know if they want to make Cam Thomas a six man, but I just don't feel like he should be. I don't feel like he should be. Probably not. But Queen, what what was your experience like at Barclays looking at that Nets team? Um, I thought they were pretty they were they looked better than I thought they would. Mm-hmm. They took Philadelphia, who was like the talk of the Eastern Conference for the past season. Um, season before this one, they took them to the brink and lost in the in the last seconds, basically. I don't know the the Nets in the future wise are going to be better off in the trade. 
Queen, are you back with us? Can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah, the Barclay Center was a very decent experience. Um, it, was, it had its little ghetto moments, but um, <laughs> I had a good time. It was a great... Um, I had great company. That's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got a lot of attention that night. Listen, you're turning heads. You practically, you practically own that building now. Yeah, yeah. You practically, I miss so damn much. You pretty much own that own that building now. I was taking the elevator, and the guy was like, "Oh, you can't take this elevator." And he was like, "I was like, who are you?" He's like, I'm the head of this elevator. I said, "Your name, Mister Barclay." <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nah, nah. I, I own this elevator. This is my, yeah. this, this is my shit right there. It's a oh, shame man. that we never got a chance to do the dating game because I know that, uh, what's his name? Nah, nah. Vinny was trying to hook me up, but you know. Yeah, Vinny was trying to hook you up with him. No, he was not. <laughs> like... <laughs> no, let me say, I'm, I'm the last of the. <laughs> I'm Vinny. I'm the last thing Vinny wants. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all, y'all play with my boy. Y'all playing with my boy. He wanted to set me up with his. He wanted to set me up with his boy. Nah, yeah. Vinny wanted all that and then some. Yeah, not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Since, since it's, it's past, he was definitely gonna be one of the three. Y'all put on. No, are you serious? Yes. Nah, he wasn't trying to. He he don't want to smoke. <laughs> he was trying to set me up with his boy. Yeah, I would have found his boy too, but I would have been like, "All right, I'm gonna need both of y'all." <laughs> oh, oh, oh! Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. exactly Vinny. Tell him that it wasn't you. Vinny just Vinny just f's with the show. He don't. He don't know. He don't want no loud fucking bougie ass. Won't take a date with nobody unless they, you know, he don't he don't want these problems. It was funny because I saw one of your posts. You're talking about you looking at somebody after dating them for three and a half years, and they give you <laughs> Valentine's Day present. I'm like, that's the most tayous thing. I got flowers from a secret admirer, and I didn't know how to act. You didn't know how to act. You're like, ooh, these minds are used to looking at them like. I was like, I got. I gotta say, uh, I mean, I had a good one last you got her year. Jump, what you got her jumper cables? What you get her like a new steering wheel cover? So time out, time out. This is actually a four phase Valentine's. It's been four phases. Uh, All right. This. So the first phase was the get Capcom versus Marvel twenty twenty three. Then I jumper cables. day. But no, um, there was a. Um, there was a sushi kit that she had wanted that she had had her mind on because she's a big sushi fan and she wants to like make sushi at home and stuff like that. So it was a sushi kit that she wanted. It was like a book and a kit and a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, so I got that for her. That was like the first gift. Um, then the second gift uh, was a pillow, which is it's beautiful. The custom made pillow with the date of our anniversary uh, in a heart and then like a animated picture of her and I. Uh, on it 
Um, that sounds so high school. Listen, not everybody could be caviar dreaming, Tay. Right. Then, <laughs> then dinner. Like dinner. We went to dinner. We went to Rodizio. Went to Brazilian Steakhouse. Got some and did Rodizio um, for for dinner. And then the final phase of her gift unfortunately got delayed in shipping. Um, I want to say a dream cast. You shut your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he got her a fucking Sega. He got her a, a Sega Saturn. <laughs> Yo, Saturn is underrated. But anyway, um, I was the only person I knew that got their Sega Saturn back in 1996. Um, her fourth, her her fourth and final part of her gift. Uh, got delayed in shipping, so unfortunately, it's uh, has yet to arrive. Uh, but I've, I've I've alerted her, and it's 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 very beautiful. I'll, I'll show you. I'll send a picture to y'all when I get it uh, before I give it to her. Uh, mind you, she said I did too much. I'm I was doing too much. She was like overwhelmed. It's like oh my god, four phases. What are you doing? Blah blah blah. She went out. What she get you? She has she done this now. Twice. She has done this now twice. Uh, for my birthday, so um, for my birthday last year, she got me a blown up one of my uh, most um, cherished pictures of me and my mother um, had gotten destroyed. Uh, so she had wow. actually she had actually taken a picture of it when it was on the shelf, and she actually went out, got it blown up, restored, and put into a frame for me. Um, and she got me that for my birthday last year, and I was like completely overwhelmed. I actually started crying, one hundred percent transparent. Started crying. It's nothing wrong with crying. And um, she caught me this year for Valentine's Day as well. So um, I'm very open about the fact that the first album I ever owned was Metallica's Black album. Uh, my mother, my mother was a huge Metallica fan. I was a huge Metallica fan because of my mom. And uh, she actually got me tickets to not one, but both nights of the Metallica concert at MetLife Stadium uh, in August. And she was like, she literally told me, she's like, I know if you could take anyone, you would want to take your mom. Because she bought me two tickets for every night. She's like, I know if you would have wanted to take anybody, you would have wanted to take your mom. Um, but she's like, I've also downloaded all of Metallica's songs so I can listen to them and, and know what they are. So that if you want to take me, I was like, of course you're going, but I'm like, you're right. Like I would have, I, I would have bought these tickets for my mom and would have wanted to have taken my mom to this because my mom loved Metallica. So it's going to be a fantastic date in August. Uh, you better fucking propose to her at that goddamn Metallica concert. Like what the yeah. fuck are you doing? Right at this point. What are you yeah. doing? What are you and doing? she said, I did too much. I'm like, babe, you yeah. went like way above so what, you. She needs to hang out with me. You know, she needs to hang out with me. I'm going to get her number. Yeah. You'll see. I want half PT. I want half. Half. <laughs> half PT. I want half. No. That is such an iconic Eddie Murphy joke. She's, what do you want from me? me? Half. <laughs> Huff. You know, but the thing is, I'm not a gold digger like that because trust me, I bring my own gold to the table. Yeah, you, you bring the gold. You bring the gold. That yeah, right. So I'm not like a gold digger or nothing like that, but like, you, you better propose to that girl. 
That that yeah. is the that is the plan. And you better not give her no little. You better not give her no little Kubrick zirconia ring either. You better come correct. Um, no. So um, actually, um, and I don't know if she's awake because she's. All right. So then don't then don't talk about it. Then. God damn, Peter. Jesus. Um, so but yeah, that's the plan. It's not like somebody's been puffing glue in this whole way. Like, who still does that? Oh, no. <laughs> but yeah, let me tell you something. I'm only sweet and considerate to my male friends. I don't treat these hoes good until they give me a reason to. My camera's going to be off for the rest of the episode because my face looks very pale. I've been... <laughs> Up since 4 a.m. So we, we almost we almost done. <laughs> we almost done. But yeah, my Valentine's Day, my Valentine's thank you for asking. My Valentine's weekend was amazing. You didn't you didn't let the host ask. So <laughs> you you didn't let me ask. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna rewind and go back. Tay, how was your Valentine's Day weekend? It was amazing. Amazing. Went to a Nets game. Got a Lawrence Taylor jersey. Oh, wow. Got a massage. You know. Wait, Lawrence Taylor, what? A Lawrence Taylor jersey. Oh, did it have residual cocaine on it? Huh? Did it have residual cocaine on it? No, I would have been able to. No. I would have been able to. um, it's a replica, I, I feel like all Lawrence Taylor jerseys, in order to be accurate, should have cocaine residue on them. But you know what his has that your team don't have? Rings on them. Ring residue. We ring want ring residue. residue. <laughs> this is very true. I can't. I want to know why. But you know what? I want to know why Vinny want to hook you up with Sparky. Like, that's the funny part. That that I really want to know. We need to bring Vinny after the show. I'll have Vinny on very soon <laughs> to, for you to ask him that. <laughs> I want to ask him that because this is the third time he said it. Yeah. I'm walking up these stairs and I'm losing my breath. I don't know what the fuck is going on. Ooh, Jesus. So, with, with the last part, we're staying on basketball. Kevin Durant to the Philadelphia Six, uh, not Philadelphia, ooh, yuck. Kevin Durant to oh, the Phoenix. Oh. To the Phoenix Suns, um, does this instantly make them a title team? Here we go. Is somebody going to play defense on that team? (laughs) I mean, in the West right now, in in the West right now, I I, I think, listen, um, Phoenix right now is is the number four seed. Um, I don't know how real Sacramento is. They're only a game behind Sacramento. I don't know how real Sacramento is. Memphis is still young. Honestly, if Booker stays healthy, if Durant is healthy, if Paul is healthy, Phoenix has to be considered probably the number two team in the West behind Denver. And, And we've seen Denver not necessarily, you know, follow through in the playoffs. So, you know, 
We've seen Phoenix get to the conference finals. We've seen them get far, but they just have not had enough to get over the hump. Can Durant be that, be enough? It's, you know, it's. You know, because they still have. I think it could be enough. I mean, right now your starting lineup is what? Paul. Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, DeAndre Ayton, and likely the the weakest member of your starting five is Tory Craig. That is literally the weakest, the weakest part of your starting is starting lineup is your is your starting small forward. The question that's going to be for Phoenix is their depth, because they really don't have a lot of bench depth. They're going to well, need a lot out of their starters. Well, that's what the buyout market is for right now. There's a bunch of people getting bought out and a bunch of people that's in the free agency that still hasn't been picked up. You still need a backup big. Boogie and Dwight are still sitting in free agency, waving at people, waving to get picked up. Um, I think Terrence Ross is going over to Phoenix. Um, They do need defense. I do agree. They do need some defense, but – I think Monty Williams is going to have them playing probably the best team defense he can get them to play because they don't have a stopper. TJ, I'm sorry, they still they have TJ Warren now, who is their best defensive player outside of Chris Paul being their best, you know, not, well, he can't even really guard point guards no more. So TJ Warren is your best defender. Um, After that, after the Suns in the West, uh, you know, the best odds to win are the Denver Nuggets. And we spoke in depth about the Nuggets last last episode. And I just don't I just don't see it. I still don't see it with the Nuggets. Even with them now about to get Reggie Jackson out the uh, you know, out the buyout market, I just don't see it with Reggie Jackson adding less defense to their team. Uh, Bones Highland was, uh, you know, it wasn't a significant loss to them, but it was still a loss to them. Um, they have to go in the free agency market too and start picking out players too. It's it's, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you the the bench depth, and when we talk about the playoffs, that's what you need because unless you're getting these series done in three games, four games. You need that depth to ride the long, the long road of the playoffs, um, mm-hmm. and it's going to be a grind. I mean, it really is when you look at the at the West. But I think if everyone is healthy, this Durant trade has to instantly make Phoenix the number one or number two team in the West, because I think there mm-hmm. are legitimate concerns about Denver's viability in the playoffs because they have faltered so many times. We have mm-hmm. seen Phoenix get to the very tippy top and they've been beaten by just the smallest of margins. Um, I think this may be Phoenix's year to at the very least make that NBA finals and, and lock it in. <sighs> injury gods are going to say no to Phoenix. The, the injury gods are going to say no to Phoenix. Hamstring by Devin Booker, potential, another hamstring by Chris Paul in the playoffs. The wind blows too hard. Kevin Durant might trip over, tear ACL. 
DeAndre Ayton's not mentally strong enough. It's it's a lot when, with that team that people are not speaking about. People are more seeing just the names and the name value of the players on the team, but it's not just the names and the name value. Right. And then we go now to uh, we go down to now the Lakers, and Lakers are currently in twelfth place, and with the West being so close, they're essentially only four and a half games behind the six seed. Yes. Uh, this team is a LeBron James built team. This te- current iteration of the team, it, it can still get better. The Lakers have one more roster spot, and I believe the Cavs are going to buy out Kevin Love. And there are other players that's in the buyout market. But if I'm looking at a LeBron James built team, I'm I'm picking up Kevin Love. I'm picking up Kevin Love if he goes into the free agency, for sure. This team I mean, has has loaded with got, shooters. He's got, he's got you know he's already got the stamp of approval from LeBron. Right. This team, this Lakers team, is loaded with the shooting. It reminds me of a Cavs team. Anthony Davis is his Kyrie right now. Um. D'Lo is is I'm not surprised at D'Lo being able to be D'Lo on on that team. He's gonna average a 17 points, five assists, a couple rebounds, and shoot good um, from the three point line. The Jared question Vanderbilt. for the Lakers, the, the the question mark is Anthony Davis, and the, I think the, the health report is on Anthony Davis. The question mark for a few years now. Yeah, but I think the Lakers made the smartest move of the trade deadline because they know that their biggest question mark is Anthony Davis. They know that if Anthony Davis goes down, they are – the legs are cut out from under them. LeBron's not going to carry this team to a ring by himself. I think they made the smartest move in getting Mo Bamba. Okay. I think Mo Bamba was one of the smartest moves. Um, In my opinion, I think Mo Bamba – um, and Josh Hart for the Knicks, two of the smartest moves of the trade deadline um, for for those teams. We can talk about Durant being a smart move, but you know that Durant is Durant. He's a seminal talent. Of course, yeah. it's a smart move to pick up a talent of that caliber. When we're talking Absolutely. about those ancillary pieces, those are the things that make and break a team in terms of a championship run. Josh Hart for the Knicks and Mo Bamba for the Lakers, I think, are the two biggest moves at the trade deadline. For those respective teams, I think whatever Russell Westbrook does next is going to be crucial to any team that he goes to, or it's going to be crucial in the playoff race. If in fact he goes back east and goes to Chicago, he's back with Billy Donovan, he's back with a coach that he knows, but the fit on that team is going to be a little bit shaky, being that. DeMar DeRozan is a mid, mid-range assassin. And even though Zach Levine is a lights-out shooter, we know he would prefer to go in and put it in the basket. But then if he goes to the Clippers, he's surrounded by shooters and the lane is wide-ass open. The only person in that lane is probably um, Zubak. Yes. A team that I thought that should have made something happen and they didn't was probably Toronto and Miami. Toronto and Miami are two teams I thought they were going to make a deal at the deadline and they didn't. But 
I do know that with Toronto, Toronto was kind of um, just putting out there, hey, pretty much, hey, what do you think this player is worth? Um, because the summer is coming, and they're going to lose a couple players, and there's a couple players still on contract expecting to get paid in the coming years, coming year and a half. Um, I'm really surprised Miami didn't make a move like trading Tyler Hero um, while his stock is still up, trying to get or trying to get out of Kyle Lowry's contract. I mean, you you Ky- have a good the Kyrie deal to to Dallas. Um, we know this is not a long term thing. We know in the playoffs we're really going to see what it really is. Um, and it, it was another team I had on my list that I, I was saying that probably should have done something. Um, I, I think Portland probably, no, not Portland. I'm sorry. I think Golden State could have done more. Oh yes, Golden State definitely, definitely could have done, done more. I think Golden State could have done more. GP getting GP back is, is beautiful. The Wiseman trade to Detroit, we're gonna have to see what that does for Wiseman. But getting GP back is is was good for them. But well, not that GP is gonna be out. Well, GP is not gonna be out for the, the season. He's gonna, a lot. No, I think I think that was the holdup on that trade that he's gonna be out for a considerable amount of the season because mm-hmm. apparently Portland was not forthcoming with his with his availability. Mm-hmm. So some under the table dealings were probably going on with that trade, right? So, Queen, move. You're Knicks, right? With Josh, with Josh Hart now, uh, the Knicks have been playing some problems. All right, fuck them hoes. <laughs> All right, <laughs> they've been doing well. They've been doing surprisingly mm-hmm. well. Not really, because this is where they've been the past couple of years. Honestly, right at the mid-level of the Eastern Conference. They're playing a little Ross and Rachel game with us. Like, will they, won't they? You know, will they Mm -hmm. be good enough for the playoffs? Will they just barely make the playoffs? Will they miss the playoffs entirely? I am so sick. You know, so. Yeah, they look good, but. Meh. Yeah. I just want to get excited about basketball again. All these super teams and the destruction, like, the Brooklyn Nets, like, I never got to really talk about it, but, like, that was such a waste of our time. You know what I'm saying? Like, those teams, like, Anthony Davis is such a waste of our time. Like, unfortunately, like, I hate, he's one of the most talented players ever. But, you know, his injuries have gotten the best of him, which makes it kind of hard to watch. You know what I'm saying? Over the years. And Kevin Durant joining the Phoenix Suns, I mean, it makes the Suns better. I, I, I hope we see more well-rounded teams. That's what I'm hoping for. Like you said, yeah, like you said, Dre, I feel like certain teams could have done more during this trade, this trade season. The Miami Heat, they missed the ball. The Knicks, the, the reason why the Knicks are so okay is because they've kept a consistent core for the past couple of years. So they've already been trying to keep their consistency together. They are a good team. They're not a great team. They're not even a very good team either. The biggest narrative that we have not spoken about 
is the fact that a couple of years ago, because of COVID, people made such a big deal about the Atlanta Hawks and their trash. Garbage. Basu. Yeah. Doo-doo. Mm-mm-mm. I mean, Trey Young is still good. And um, why am I forgetting the name of this center? Um, I forget his name too, but I know you're talking. <laughs> yeah, that's that's good. it. No, um, I just saw the, all the smoke with him. Clint Capella. Which, Clint Capella is 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 good. It is good for them. Um, John Collins. Should have been flipped for something. Um, Devo- um, Devontae Murray. Devontae Murray. Yeah, was I, mean, I need to see more out of Devontae Murray. He's, he's at, he, what more do you want to see from him? I need to see more out of him. <laughs> the, like the on man, that team, like uh-huh. I don't know. On that team, it's a little, it's a little, it's a little different. Because that team, it's like, you know, you've got so many pieces on that team. What made them good that year was they had so many three-point shooters. And they just went off. They just went off living and dying by the three. But then once they got rid of a lot of those pieces, they were were done. Yeah. They got rid of a couple of, of those shooters, but they still had shooters. They still had enough shooters on the team. I did like I get what you're saying by needing more out of Murray. Right now he's averaging for the season what twenty points, five rebounds, six and a half assists, six assists, right? Um that's a good number two spot for him, but he's there pri- I think he's there primarily for defensive purposes. And yes. uh he hasn't been beat. He, he's still up there, and in, in, he's not defensive player of the year, but he will make an all-defensive team this year for sure. Um, I don't know. Like, coming out this trade deadline, I I expected more from a lot of people, but I just – I don't know what the NBA is going to look like once his buyout market is over because, you know, there's no limit to the whole buyout stuff, but – you know, as playoffs are approaching, there's going to be a limit of when people can, can sign to the team and be eligible for the playoffs. Oh. It's, it's you know, I think you're going to see a lot of moves in the next, you know, two weeks mm-hmm. to really strengthen up rosters. But but you're right. I mean, there's, there's you know, we kind of know where this, all of this is going to, to, to play out. I think at this point, it's just a matter of positioning. When we really think about the NBA, it's really a matter of of positioning, right? Can, is Milwaukee or Philly going to overtake the number one spot from Boston? You know, can mm-hmm. the Knicks, you know, move on up? How are the Nets going to fall or rise? Because right now the Nets are in the fifth spot, seven and a half, you know, only two games over the Knicks. But are they going to slip with now this new team? You know, and who rises to take their place? Is it Miami, who's only a half game out of the number six spot? You know, does you know does Toronto turn it on and turn it around? You know, those those are things that are going to be the big questions. Going to be about positioning, and in the West, 
I mean, you want to see what kind of run the Lakers are going to make. Because right now the Lakers are two games out of the Mm -hmm. play-in. The Warriors are at 500. You know the Warriors are probably going to get better once Steph comes back. I don't necessarily believe in the Pelicans. Where's Dallas going to go now that you've got Kyrie and and Luka once that team kind of gets together, right? So I think really, you know, the only big story in the West is positioning as well because it's like Mm – are, are, is Utah going to move into the playoffs? Is Portland going to move into the playoffs? Is the Are the Lakers going to move into the playoffs? Like, when you really think about it, the Western Conference, the only two teams that are fully out of it right now are Houston and San Antonio. That's it. Yeah. That's it, because the Jazz are only – the Jazz and the Trailblazers are only a half game out of the play-in. The Lakers are only two games out of the play-in. You know – so, you know, now you got a new, a new look Lakers team. How's that going to change? You know, are the Jazz going to rise? And, and talk about the Jazz in a fall from grace. The Jazz who were for the last two years the unquestioned number one, number two seed in the West to now being barely in the play. Fall from grace. No, I can't give them fall from grace. I get what you're saying when you say that. But the problem with the Jazz are – it's like coming coming to the prom with a billion dollar suit, and when it's time to accept your award as prom king, you rub shit all over it. Every time they get to the spot they're supposed to get to, which is the playoffs, and they're supposed to dominate, dominate, they fall flat. Yeah, every time in the in the Donovan Mitchell Rudy Gobert era, and that team was probably one of the best best constructed teams in the NBA outside of the Golden State Warriors and they can't get right. Um, Queen, before we, we wrap this up, who you got winning the finals this year? Well, Pete, who you got winning the finals this year? I ain't uh, had the damn thing you just asked me. I said, Queen, who you got What'd winning you the finals this year? For the NBA? Yes. The Milwaukee Bucks. Okay. P, who you got? I, I honestly don't know. I don't think it comes out of the West, though. I think it's the East, and I think um, it's either Boston or Milwaukee, in my opinion, unless things radically change. Um you know, the only other team I could see out West doing it is maybe Phoenix. Um, you know, so I think right now it's going to be, you know, Boston, Milwaukee, and maybe Phoenix in the NBA finals. Um, it's just going to be a question of like how Phoenix starts to play. Um, once Durant gets back in the second half of the season takes off. Um, really what I'm looking at is if Nikola Jokic will be the first person since Larry Bird to win three straight MVPs. And I honestly think right now, because in the last straw poll that was done of NBA officials right now, he is winning on over 86% of ballots as the number one MVP vote getter right now. He didn't Um, deserve it last year. I mean, the man averaged, you know, what was a damn near triple double. Yeah, and guess what? He watched a play. You know what? Let me tell you something. I well, by these popularity contests. 
these popularity contests need to stop because if that was the case, then LeBron should have been MVP every freaking year since 2016. But um, the reason why I can't give it to the Phoenix Suns is some, one of you guys said it that I just can't like rest on just their athletic abilities. They're in, they're an injury prone team. Yep, Andrew Gods is, is watching. Yeah, and then with Boston, did you guys hear that um, Ime Udoka is, like, completely done with the team? That their interim head coach was now named their permanent head coach? Um, I didn't see that. Yeah, I think I that, that, that happened. I figured he was done because they were about to go to couple. Yeah, that happened a couple of uh, maybe a couple of hours ago. But how? So how do you think that affects? No, I don't. I don't know. That that's it's a weird. It's not a weird question. I don't think it affects the Celt that Celtics team too much because most of the team is still Idoka staff, unless their current coach kind of flips everything on his neck and and puts in his own people. But if it ain't broke, don't if it ain't broke, don't fix it. They're not gonna the Boston Celtics have been doing phenomenal this year. So it's like even though I for some reason I don't see this team winning the championships, I do think that Milwaukee is a problem still. Now I'm finally seeing them as a problem and, and can you believe that this team won a, a damn NBA finals and I'm now saying that they're a problem. But um when they're healthy it's a problem and I don't feel like the Celtics are the t- are, are it for me. Are these good? Too bad. Yeah, I mean, and and when what just to um, oh, that's just you know, nasty. Corroborate corroborate what Queen said. Um, as of about a couple of hours ago, the Celtics have um, named Joe Mazzula the team's permanent head coach and given him a contract extension. And Udoka is no longer employed by the organization in any capacity. To uh, to, to back that up means they that means they settled with his ass. Mm-hmm. They paid that man. They was like, all right, well, you know, I'll bad, <laughs> but you messed up too, so it's time for you to go. That, that's basically what what it came down to. Um, as far as Pete, what you were saying about the MVP, the Joker has a great chance to do it because Denver is playing so well, but Denver is like Utah in those past years, where Denver is the big, shiny, glittery team that is amazing in the regular season and then shit in the playoffs. And I know MVP is, a, in fact, a regular season award. Yes. But I cannot say the most valuable. I cannot be like, yeah, the most valuable player of the playoffs is the most valuable player is out in the first round of the playoffs. Has the potential to get knocked out of the first round in the playoffs. The most valuable player, though, doesn't always play on the best team. I understand that. And I don't think the most valuable player should play on the best team because then are you mm-hmm. really the most valuable player if you have such a great team around you? I get it. 
I get it. Which but is then, why then, I think the argument can be made. <laughs> then like De'Aaron Fox would be the MVP all the time. Then if that's the case. Well, no, but I think this is this goes to an argument that I think even Tay would make. Like, mm-hmm. when you think of the Bulls of the '90s, does Jordan need to be the MVP when he has that team around him? Mm. Right, that's the thing. Is Jordan really the most valuable player? And you could you could make the argument, oh, he's probably the reason why they won the titles. But look at the teams that were constructed around him, mm-hmm. right? And yes, you can make the argument that, oh, when Jordan wasn't on that team, they made the playoffs, but they didn't win a chip. Agreed. But they still made the playoffs. They were still a successful team. So he may be the difference between them winning a chip and not winning a chip, but he wasn't the difference in them being a good team. No, he wasn't. And again, this is another argument. And again, I'm not saying... You know, I have all respect for Michael Jordan. The argument I make about the Scottie Pippen argument about him being probably the most valuable player to the Chicago Bulls, if you look prior to 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 Scottie, if we look how many times Michael Jordan made the playoffs without Scottie compared right. to the times, how many times the Bulls made the playoffs without Michael Jordan, it's more times that they, you know, it, it's not, it's, let me not say more times. It was only, what, two, two and a half years for the most part. It's been right. more, they've been a lot more successful with only Scotty than with only Jordan. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just weird because but, you could. But Jordan also puts him over. Right. But you could sit here and you could make the case when you think most valuable player, you know, I understand. That, and this is why I like that the college system does most outstanding player, right? Yeah. Because value is hard to really quantify. What mm-hmm. is valuable for one team versus another, right? You know, what what truly is valuable, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can sit here and say LeBron James is probably the most valuable player to his team because if the if LeBron James goes down, the Lakers are shot. Yeah. <laughs> The Warriors can still lose Steph Curry and win because they have Klay Thompson, because they have Jordan Poole, because they have other players around him. Giannis, probably the most valuable player on the Bucks. You could probably make an argument that the Bucks could stay afloat a bit without Giannis, but they're definitely not going to be good without Giannis. I think the Bucks are still a playoff team without Giannis. I, I agree with you there. I agree with you. You know, but if you take, for example, um, if you took pre-Kyrie Irving, if mm-hmm. you took Luka Doncic off the Dallas Mavericks. Throw them out right? the window. If you took Joker right now off of the off of the Denver Nuggets, they're a decent team that can put up good numbers, but they're not a winning team. No, they're, they're basically San Antonio right now. Without you know, And then you and, take and so, um, Joel Embiid. If you take Joel Embiid off Philly – Again, throw them away as well. Well, no, that depends on what what version of Harden you're getting. You get the current version of Harden in the past two years that they get. Yeah, <laughs> you're not going yeah. to the playoffs. You're not going yeah. to the playoffs. When we're we're more hard, at least Harden is consistent. He's been consistently asked for the last two years. So, I mean, I don't know what you to know, tell you I, I, tell you about that. 
I like the college system of most outstanding player because then mm-hmm. you can then you could say, okay, you can make that argument between Joker and Giannis and Embiid is like who's been the most outstanding player this year. And there's so many different dynamics you can look at with that. But when you say most valuable player, value's hard to quantify because value for each team is different. Yeah. Value for each team is definitely different. But um, as we wrap this up, again, shout out to the network, the Job Chase Network, all the shows, everybody. Um, by the time of this recording, if you listen to this in the daytime on Saturday, uh, when this is dropping, Job Tears will be doing an Elimination Chamber viewing party um, this Saturday coming up, which would be today when you're listening to it. Or, you know, if you listen to it or, or at our old day that we drop Monday, you know, it would have been passed and we'd have been talked about it probably. But um, make sure you pop out. Um, the links are everywhere. The links will be in the description of the video. Um, shout out to uh, Pete. Your show, March 10th. Um, there can only be one. We're looking to, to uh, crown the first ever, first ever, we are wrestling grand champion, right? Yeah, and that we belt is actually on its way. I uh, just got notifications today. It is shipped on its way to us. We are, oh, man, it, it looks beautiful. Trust me, it is going to light up the scene uh, when it is unveiled on March the 10th. And tournaments to crown up the first ever champion. And as well, on that same night, we crown the first ever number one contender in what is going to be a hellacious match between mm-hmm. Janai Kai and Trisha Dora to crown the person who will be the first challenger for that championship. Yeah, my money's on Isaiah Wolf. Always prolific, all the time, every day, all day. Um, and you know what? That, that is a wrap. That is most certainly a wrap um, for the queen, Queen Tay, for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado, uh, for BK Matt. It is your boy, Big Baby, signing off. Peace. Rest in peace, Tim McCarver.